Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Alan sent me a really interesting note, and I don't know if you've heard about that thing called Chat GPT. It's a chatbot, and uh, you can go online and locate this chatbot and ask it questions, and using artificial intelligence, it will give you answers. And the answers can be rather lengthy and detailed. And so, for instance, you could say, oh, I don't know, write me an essay on the character development in To Kill a Mockingbird. And it will give you back something that looks like it was written by somebody who put a bunch of work into it, except it was done by a program, basically scouring information off the internet and assembling it in a way that makes it look like it was decently written. And so what Alan said to me was, Steve, is this chat GPT potentially the lawyer of the future? Could this thing put you out of business? And it's an interesting question. And a lot of people are scared about the artificial intelligence things coming down the pike at us, as we say. And now here's the thing I got to tell you. Right now, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. So he asked it three questions. And I have the answers that it gave to him right here. And the first one had me worried. And then it took a real wild turn on the second one. So why I'm not worried? Well, first he asked it, can you write a short essay about Michigan state law? Oh, that's interesting. To which it responded, sure. Here is a short essay about Michigan state law. Michigan state law is the body of legal rules that applies within the U.S. state of Michigan. It consists of the Michigan Constitution, state statutes, and court decisions. The Michigan Constitution is the supreme law of the state and establishes the framework for the government and the protection of individual rights. State statutes are laws that have been enacted by the Michigan legislature, and court decisions are the interpretations of the law by the state's courts. That's a pretty good overview right there. It goes on. Michigan state law is based on the common law legal system, which means that it has been shaped by centuries of judicial decisions. However, Michigan also has adopted many statutes that have modified or replaced the common law. For example, Michigan has a statutory system of civil procedure and criminal procedure, which govern the procedures that must be followed in civil and criminal cases. Michigan state law is enforced by the courts and various law enforcement agencies, such as the Michigan State Police. If an individual believes that their rights have been violated under state law, they can file a lawsuit in court to seek remedies. I hope this information is helpful. Let me know if you have any further questions. That sounds rather coherent and whether that was written by an attorney, I wouldn't say because it's got a couple things that I think were off a tiny little bit. But if somebody said, quick, write a three-paragraph essay explaining what the law in Michigan is all about, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. So you go, okay, Steve, one for one. But you said there were three questions. Oh, so <laughs> Alan knew who he was talking to here, and he said, Steve, I then asked it to explain the Lemon Law. Explain MCL 257-1401 ETSEC, which is the law I specialize in. So asking chat GPT to explain the Lemon Law. How will it do on that? And that's where it goes wildly off the rails. In the state of Michigan, the Lemon Law is a consumer protection law that applies to new and leased vehicles. It is designed to protect consumers who have purchased or leased a vehicle that has persistent problems the manufacturer or dealer is unable to repair. That is all true. And that is the exact information you'll find on any website addressing the Lemon Law. So I look at that and go, okay, it's true. But that's what you find if you simply Google Lemon Law. Next paragraph. 
Under Michigan's Lemon Law, if a consumer reports a problem to manufacturer or dealer within the first 12 months, 12,000 miles of ownership, whichever comes first, and the problem is not resolved after a reasonable number of attempts, the manufacturer or dealer must either replace the vehicle or refund the consumer's money. Well, that's the general concept. I don't have a real big problem with that. To be eligible for protection under the Lemon Law, the consumer must have reported the problem to the manufacturer or dealer within the applicable time frame and must have given the manufacturer or dealer a reasonable opportunity to repair the problem. The consumer must also have notified the manufacturer or dealer in writing that they believe their vehicle is a lemon and they're entitled to a replacement or a refund. Okay, that's wrong. First of all, it says they must notify the manufacturer or the dealer. Notifying the dealer is irrelevant. You must notify the manufacturer. Hard stop, as they say. If you don't notify the manufacturer, the lemon law doesn't kick in yet. You have to notify the manufacturer. Well, Steve, what if you notify the dealer and they notify? No. Law says you must do it in a particular way. However, that's minor. I'm even willing to let that one slide, okay? If a consumer believes that their vehicle is a lemon and is entitled to relief under the lemon law, they can file a claim with the Michigan Department of Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division. No, they can't. (laughs) That is insanity. The division will review the claim and, if appropriate, will seek a resolution on the consumer's behalf. Now, I've known people who worked at the AG's office. I've been to the office many times myself. If you file a claim with the AG, it's not really a claim, it's a complaint. You file a complaint with the AG, they take the complaint, they send it to whoever you complained about. If in case, case might be a manufacturer. And the manufacturer goes, oh, thank you, we'll respond. That's it, they close the file. Uh, I've never in 31 years heard of the AG resolving a lemon law claim, ever. Okay. The division will review the claim, and if appropriate, will seek a resolution on the consumer's behalf. Absolutely not true. Zero. That that, that one is a swing and a miss. I mean, I'm talking about a hard swing and a hard miss. It is important to note that the Lemon Law only applies to certain defects and does not cover normal wear and tear or damage caused by the consumer. That's true. If you have any questions about whether your vehicle may be covered in the Lemon Law, you should contact the Consumer Protection Division for more information. Presumably, they mean of the AG's office. But getting back to filing a claim with the AG, no, absolutely not. Meaningless. If you have a lemon law claim, you should talk to either an attorney about filing a lawsuit or filing a claim, or potentially contacting the manufacturer and saying, I have a claim and I'd like to resolve it. Otherwise, I'm going to go the legal route. You could theoretically file it on your own, but the AG of the state of Michigan ain't never going to file a claim on your behalf. It ain't going to happen. So, That is where this thing went wildly off the rails, as I like to say. So he followed that up. And again, this is Alan who emailed me his whole exchange. He followed that up with, can you help filing the claim with the Michigan Department of Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division? And again, we're off on a wild goose chase here. But Chatbot says, I can certainly provide information on how to file a claim with the Michigan Department of Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division. But I'm not able to assist with the actual filing of a claim. To file a claim under the Lemon Law, you will need to follow to follow the steps outlined below. One, gather all necessary documentation, including proof of ownership, copy of purchase or lease agreement, detailed record of the problems you've experienced with the vehicle. Two, notify the manufacturer or dealer in writing that you believe your vehicle is a lemon. Three, if the manufacturer or dealer is unable to resolve the problem after reasonable number of repair attempts, or if you're not satisfied with their offer, you can file a claim with the Consumer Protection Division. <clears throat> Again, that's not correct. 
Four, to file a claim, you'll need to complete a complaint form and submit it to the Consumer Protection Division along with documentation and they explain where to get the form. And the AG's office does ask people to file complaints with them. And if they think a law has been broken, they will step in. But they're looking generally for criminal violations or widespread civil violations. And again, like I said, them stepping in and taking a lemon law claim when they know that there's dozens of attorneys in Michigan will handle them for free, the AG's not going to waste their time on that. Then they close, and this is a chat bot talking, it is important to note that the lemon law only applies to certain defects and does not cover normal wear and tear or damage caused by the consumer. If you are not sure whether your vehicle is covered under the lemon law, you should contact the Consumer Protection Division for more information. When you call them, they're going to say, oh, file a complaint. They'll take that complaint. Like I said, send it to the manufacturer. Manufacturer responds to the complaint. They'll say, well, he said, she said, close the file. And that's what will happen. So I will admit that I am impressed. This is the Chat GPT artificial intelligence bot. And uh, it is pretty cool. And I've seen some other examples that people have, have put up, some of them quite funny. Uh, a friend of mine named Matt Bell is a writer, and he teaches writing at a university. And he's written some great books, including books on how to write. And he's put up some where he's like, could you please do a review of a hypothetical book on this topic as if the review is written by this person? And they're very funny. They're very funny. But this simply was... Can you explain to me what the law is for the state of Michigan? Then what the lemon law is, and then how I proceed if I wanted to pursue that. And so if you had actually asked ChatGPT to give you that answer and followed its advice, you'd have run into a dead end. And, and that's the sad part because I'm suspecting, and again, I'm not an expert on artificial intelligence, okay? <laughs> I, I'm not even going to claim to be an expert on regular intelligence. But I do know one thing very well, and that is Michigan's Lemon Law. And so knowing that as I do, I'm familiar with the information that's on the internet. I know what happens if you type in Michigan Lemon Law into a search browser. I know what happens if you type in Steve Leto into a search browser. And I, 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 I know all this stuff. And so what I'm suspecting this thing did is it scrubbed a few websites and looked for what it believed to be the most relevant concepts and then spun them into a, a conversational but well-edited, properly written format to where it reads like a concise answer. And if you didn't know any better, you go, that's a great answer. And so my problem with this, I don't think that anyone's going to go, I don't need an accountant, I don't need an attorney, I don't need a doctor. Because I can just ask this chat bot, you know, what does this thing on my arm mean? <laughs> it's going to give you an answer. <laughs> but I don't know how medically accurate the answer will be, right? But obviously, it went astray when it put so much emphasis on what the Attorney General's website says. And the Attorney General's website is one that's quite highly ranked if you go onto a search engine and start typing in questions about Michigan's Lemon Law. Eventually, you'll come up with the AG's website because they have a lot of information there about the Lemon Law that's linked from other sites using the old Google algorithm thing. They're often quite highly ranked. And so the machine thought that when the AG said, here's what the Lemon Law is, blah, 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 if you've got problems, contact us, it interpreted that to mean if you've got a Lemon Law claim, contact us and we'll handle it for you. And they never said that. They ain't handling your claim. So... If you actually poked around the internet and saw 10 or 20 of these websites by people like me or my competitors, you'd go, oh, 
The Lemon Law makes the manufacturer pay your attorney fees on your behalf should you win, such that attorneys will take your case and not charge you anything up front because they can get their money from the manufacturer. That's how these cases work. But you'd have to see more than one website to figure that out because you'd see mine where I say, I don't charge you anything. If I take your case, I get them to pay me. And then you see another person's website and they say the same thing. And then if you read the statute itself, MCL 257-1401 at SEC, you'd see where it says in the case of a prevailing plaintiff, the manufacturer will pay the attorney fees at the order of the court. So that's where it went wrong. But I can tell you right now what I'd be worried about. And I've mentioned before that I taught. I taught college. I taught law school. I taught Michigan history. And I also taught in law school several classes, including consumer protection. I wouldn't worry so much about this in the law school classes, I don't think. But what I'd worry about would be in college level or high school classes where somebody's assigned, I don't know, write an essay, like I said earlier at the beginning of this, uh, write an essay about some aspect of To Kill a Mockingbird. There's a very good chance that you could ask this thing a question and it would kick out an answer that would look well thought out. And if somebody were to search that text on the internet, it wouldn't pop pop up as being plagiarized. That's my concern. So this stuff is coming. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Um, and I think on some level, it's very, very useful. And it's a very, very powerful tool. And I, and I have an immense amount of respect for the guys who put this together. Because to do this is, is remarkable. And I remember in the early days of computers, I'm talking about you know in the 80s, when they had some simulation and interaction type games that you had where you'd type in a question and it would give you an answer back. How choppy that was. It was horrible. And you wondered, how long will it be before they have one that can actually respond like an intelligent person? And I know there's all kinds of discussions about whether or not there's certain standards about whether a computer could convince you as a human and vice versa. Um, And I understand that. I'm not getting into that. I'm just simply saying I looked at these answers, and the first one in particular I thought, wow, there's, there's a lot going on there. And it is impressive that these guys have done this. But it's also troubling when you think about how tempting it will be for kids to cheat on their homework. Because I remember back in the day being given a book such as To Kill a Mockingbird and having the teacher say, uh, pick one of the following characters and explain such and such about them and use examples from the book to show that. And you could spend a weekend working on that. Or you could just punch it into this bot and see what it kicks out. (laughs) And just hope that somebody else in the exact same class didn't give it the exact same question. And then the question is, would those read the same or not? Makes you wonder. So I don't know. But Alan, I think my job is safe for now. (laughs) There might come a time where it won't be. But you have to remember, when I went to law school, I went to law school in 1989-1991, okay? Fall of 89, graduated in spring of 91. And I remember when we were being trained on how to use LexisNexis, which at that time was just coming out. And LexisNexis had their own terminals, okay? And so you had to go into a different room in the school, and they had these Lexus terminals set up in there. And you'd turn the thing on, and it would say things like, okay, here's how you use Boolean search terms to find out cases from Florida involving like reckless driving of a motorcycle. And you go in and you type like Florida and then backslash or there's different kinds of notation and stuff. 
and 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 then you know hit enter and it would give you a bunch of things and this is all on a black screen with a cursor that looks like you know a, a courier typeface <laughs> so now where on my phone i can go in and type in a question just like that and get an answer in three seconds for free so someone's going to complain about me saying backslash which by the way i did not use it in the context of a url so maybe i did mean backslash instead of a front slash so don't complain and somebody right now is looking at what they just typed, wondering, should I delete that or not? Huh, I don't know. So we'll see. But again, Alan, I think my job is safe, but you never know. <laughs> the chat GPT was asked to write a short essay on Michigan law, explain the Lemon Law, and then help with the filing of the claim. And it got one out of three of those right. And the other two it got wrong were horrifically wrong to the point they'd be malpractice if committed by an attorney. So there you go. Alan, thanks for sending it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. There's no present. There's only the immediate future and the recent past.